0: Oh, All yeah. right. Nice. Oh, yeah.
1: Good morning, everyone. I'm very impressed. It's, are we even at? We're at 9:59, uh, so there might be another, We have people, three on the way. We have three on the way. We don't. We might not have three chairs for them. Uh, thanks, everyone, for getting here so so punctually. Very impressed. Um, my name is Joe Breslin. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about the UCS University Collaboration Service, the migration plan that we have for the next the next couple of weeks here. Um, also, answer we have uh, Missy Young's going to come down. She'll help me out with some some technical questions you might have about what UCS is, what it does, how it's going to work, how it's going to be different. Uh, but this is mostly focused on spreading the word about UCS, what to expect over the next couple of weeks, what to look for and what we're going to do. So let's uh, let's get started here. So the agenda for today is, uh, like I said, I'm Joe Breslin. Uh, I also got to forewarn you guys, I didn't put this PowerPoint together myself until my second time doing this. So I'm probably going to jump around a lot, probably going to repeat a lot of things, say things before they come up. uh, But um, anywhere along the way, if you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to to stop me. Radecki, you still good back there? You hear us? I'm good. Great, great. All right, Radeka has joined us from Williamsport today. Uh, So it's cool that that all is working out nicely. Um, We're also going to go a little bit over UCS, why we're doing it, what this whole thing's about, Uh, some project goals, Uh, the migration team, how we're making sure this thing goes smoothly as possible. So looking at our methodologies there, uh, the phases, and next steps. And uh, Missy, hopefully will be down here in a minute To do a a web client demo, I do not have access to the uh, UCS, um, so I'm pretty much in the same boat as all of you guys. Right. We have a couple chairs. We'll be okay. All right. uh, So the reason for this, primarily, ITS started a project last. about last year, probably about a year and a half ago, where um, Oracle Calendar, what we most of us all use for our accounting, uh, they announced their end of life for their project uh, for uh, the, the application Oracle Calendar. Uh, so the university needed to identify something new that would work for a calendaring solution. They originally were looking for just a calendar, um, however, in, in doing this, they decided to do a calendar slash email slash contacts, kind of all in one thing. I know historically, everyone has your email over here and your calendar over here. They don't really play too nicely together. Um, they, it's, just, it's very confusing. I know if you try to get it on your phone, the calendar doesn't work too well. Um, I'm sure everyone's had their struggles. Uh, so this product is going to bring all that stuff together. Uh, Missy has joined us here. Sorry. No, that's uh, right. She is going to be here to answer hopefully any questions that you guys have. And then if there's anything that you stump both of us, we will uh, we'll I'll write it down and then we'll, we'll bring it back to you guys following the training here, or the not training, information session. Uh, so is Collaboration Futures Committee, they selected Zimbra. They did a uh, product uh, analysis of all the different things. They came away with Zimbra, which is basically, I don't know if anyone's ever used Microsoft Exchange basically the same premise, except it's a a different, it's basically a competitor of theirs, where the the big thing, the big difference, like I said, is that it combines email and contacts and calendar all into one, uh, which just makes a lot more sense and works a lot better. Uh, UCS is being, or actually it's no longer being recommended. It is a common good, no fee service. What this means is that ITS is paying centrally for everything. I know in the times uh, that that we have going on right now, financial matters are, are definitely really important. So it's nice that Penn State's getting behind this one. They're saying, all right, guys, let's stop doing our own thing. Let's, let's uh, just, we're going to pay for this. Everyone, let's jump on board. Then we don't have the issue of like, outreach uses Oracle Calendar. Other people use that, but maybe this group over here has whatever they use, some other group has whatever they use. Um, so eventually, this will ultimately allow for more collaboration at the unit level instead of having everyone using such segmented different things. Everywhere, Uh, The project goals are not to restart the computer, Um, so that's kind (laughs) of, we'll do that after. Uh, uh, Implement a new calendar solution on outreach by October 2011. The date, the go live date is October 11th. That's the one that you definitely want to write that down, you want to know that. Uh, The migration will actually happen Monday, October 10th, which is in two Mondays from now I believe. Um, After work, uh, ITS will hit the switch and bring every convert everything. October 11th will be the fun day where, and we'll get into much, much more of that as we go through the presentation here. Uh, It's one of the university strategic plan goals to work more collaboratively together, all that good stuff, Um, and to provide an all-in collaborative solution. So, like I said, email, calendar, contacts, and file sharing, all in one place, Um, instead of having to go a million different places for everything. So it's nice that it's going to be. So far, uh, anyone have any questions so far talk about it? Yes. Uh, so Zimbra is the brand, the company yes. who owns UCS? Yes. Okay. Well, VMware, I believe, owns Zimbra. But Zimbra is their product. Like Microsoft owns Outlook. Yes. Yes. So yes. OK. Mm-hmm. UCS so. is
0: the name that Penn State came up with. Oh, OK. University Collaborate collaboration So system.
1: the real name of the Zimbra name What's the real name of the product? Zimbra. Okay. You can call it either, though. It'll probably they'll go one okay. or the other. We'll know what you're
0: talking. And state about. just wanted to come up with a name that was conducive that everyone understood. Got it. They needed
1: another committee, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So you can never have too many.
2: Um, Joe, when you're talking about October 11th. Yes. When we have some computers that are not
1: non-supported. Hmm.
2: What happens here? Do we have to take care of this ourselves?
1: No. So we're working right now to have an entire list of everyone that we want to have go through. Because there are some groups that don't want to be pushed through, or, and we're working out the details of all that. On. on October 11th, uh, I'll, uh, I'll definitely touch on this a lot more later, but definitely it's <coughs> a, a great question. We're going to have basically people everywhere that day. So we're going to have people um, in 306A. We couldn't get this room, it was booked all day. Uh, but 306A upstairs, and then in the second, third, and fourth floors here at the different suites walking around helping everyone. We'll also have people in uh, 119, I believe, in the outreach building, and then the first, second, and third floors. So we'll be all around. Um, the 306A and the 119, that's kind of a come on down if you want, and then we'll, we'll be there to work with you. We're also going to be putting out a lot of instructions for people that feel more comfortable doing it themselves. but. Manage, support it, non support it, whatever, we'll be there to, to help as much as possible. Go ahead. Will there be
2: support over the Penn State as well?
1: Penn State, uh, yes, that, that's uh, one of the other. Um, in addition to those, that's another that we'll have to figure out. So we'll either.
0: We'll also have people in Old Main. So any building that we support, yeah. we'll have somebody there. Right. Okay, great. Thank, Thank you. For yes. assistance for teaching
2: how to use
1: this? Or for what? It'll be for. To getting started. Yeah, basically the getting started, because there's going to be a couple steps. It's. will uh, time,
2: probably.
1: It's one thing, we're, we're working here and we'll go over some of the steps that we're doing over the next two weeks here to make this go a little more smoothly. But it's definitely going to be something that's going to be a, a little bumpy along the way. We're, we're not saying it's going to be, you come in, it's going to be magically switched over, there's not going to be any, um, any change whatsoever. There is going to be some things that we have to do to set up on the day of, but that's why. And we're going to put out the instructions beforehand for people that want to go ahead and get started, um, but for anyone that, Either instructions—they're confused, or they just want to. You do it. We'll be there to. Uh, we'll be there to help you out. This well, is your or- one question, Mike. Uh, do you want to? share uh, well, Oracle will sure? still be up. So or-
2: cross-reference meetings to see if something.
1: Yep, good question. Um, Oracle Calendar will still be available. It'll be in read-only mode, mm-hmm. so you won't be able to make any changes on that. That's actually just going to alleviate a lot of confusion. But yes, your entire Oracle Calendar will be available uh, for you to either check old stuff or new stuff. Um, right now, well, uh, I think we touch on it later, but right now the plan for Oracle Calendar for the migration is to move, hopefully they're going to move everything that night, but uh, it's, I think it's like eight years of data that they have to move. So just the sheer amount of information, might there might be too much to move in that one night. So if they can't move everything in the one night, their plan is to move one week back and a month forward on the night of and then throughout the rest of the week get all of your data over. So all of your data that you have on Oracle Calendar will be migrated over by ITS. Um, it's just a matter of, well, you have to go to Oracle Calendar for a day or two just to look at all stuff. And that as we have more information from them, we will give that to you. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff as we go through is kind of still up in the air. Um, I mean, everyone just, we working on everything. There's just a lot, of, uh, a lot of questions still to be answered, but we will answer them prior to that.
0: You'll be able to add things past a month too. It's not like you're restricted to that month. So, cool. Thank you.
1: I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, the migration team uh, so we have there's two major sides of this project here. There's the technical expertise. That's the people that are basically answering these these technical type questions, bringing things together, making sure everything works. To, uh, Finding which email clients to use for the migrate uh, for UCS, that sort of thing. Uh, just making sure everything goes as smoothly well as possible. There's also the uh, business requirements team. That is basically, we look at uh, how outreach uses their calendars. That's the people, typically people that are more power users, I guess we call them. People that are in there in 30 different calendars, scheduling and locking off times, seeing how do you do this, what do you need to do your job, make sure that we can do it in the new system, work with ITS to figure out ways to do it, just make sure we're all on the same page so that when we do have the communication go out to everyone, we already have 99% of questions that people are potentially going to ask already answered. Uh, and then stakeholders, of course, it's important to uh, get outreach leadership um, involved and keep them up to speed with this. Uh, over the past couple weeks, Dave Oki, who's the, Main project manager on this project, has, he's been in different. you've seen him, he's been in different meetings with different groups, uh, telling them, "Hey, this is coming. Here's what's going on." Um, so, just it's it's definitely really important to you know, just keep everyone up to speed, um, make sure that we get what we need from them, they get what they need from us, and so on. Uh, the project phases, so socialized UCS. Uh, yes, this is basically what we're doing today here. This is hey guys, this thing's coming. You got to know about it. Here's what you have to do. Be on the lookout. Um, and then our, our goal is to, I think I can say it next, but just to to get to everyone beforehand, just to make sure everyone knows that it, it is going to be a big change. I mean, Outlook and email, how or Outlook and calendar. How much time uh, do you spend every day in email? Pretty much, it's it's probably a very large part part of most of our lives, um, and it's going to be. The good thing is, which I get into it a little bit, is that if you're on Outlook now, that's going to be the email client too. So it's it's less of a change there, um, but definitely getting the, the word out about what to expect. Um, and, uh, so what is this new tool? Uh, how it work? What's going to be different about it? Um, and then we'll we'll get into that. Like one of the biggest things is that email and calendar are now integrated into one. So before we had to go to Oracle calendar, separately from your email. Now it's going to be just right there. You can click on it, and you're, you're good to go. And the migration plan, how will it actually work? What's well, going to happen on October 11th? We're going to uh, go <laughs> ahead. Part B. Part B. How many parts so can, are there? Uh, Two. Part B. So then I'll just be able to click on it, just yes.
2: like I can my like, contact. So, like, yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, no more. And uh, There's also going to be a lot more features of uh, basically, you receive an email message, you kind of click this button, and now you, you can schedule a meeting with those people that are, that are in that email instead of having a, here's my email, and I go over here to try to schedule, and you're going back and forth. It's a lot less back and forth, which is definitely going to be pretty nice. Uh, the business requirements, again, that was from the, uh, the business requirements team, not the technical team, the other team from this project. Make sure that we know everything that's, that's going on what people need to use with uh, their email and calendar. Um, and as things come up, maybe Zimbra doesn't do it exactly the way Oracle Calendar does it, but they do it this way, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, the side of the migration strategy, we looked at we could either do just calendar, we could do calendar plus tell everyone to go to the web client, which we'll talk about in a minute here, or calendar, um, and either web or like Outlook like we currently use. So, basically uh, the calendar and the email is the solution that we think will be uh, best for best for everyone because we'll just be over there and be done with using the two to separate um, the two separate things uh, that will be ready to go on that uh, train outreach unit sports so this is today is it's, uh, this is right now a UCS overview and migration plan uh, I believe we touched on the uh, ITS UCS. There's been, I believe, five scheduled. Today is the first one, which is actually going on concurrently. Um, if we can find the, uh, There's uh, times in there listed for when those are going on. Those are highly recommended to attend because that will be the session where ITS, the people who have been working uh, directly with the email client over the past year um, will have the answers to hey, how do I do this, or how do mount groups work, that sort of thing, they'll be able to um, answer. We'll answer as many questions as you guys have today. They'll also give a really in-depth uh, demo. I believe the uh, there was a message sent out from OTS about a week or two ago. Um, so if you don't have that one, uh, look through your email. We can also, if you don't have it, uh, we can resend it to you.
0: Outreach Professional Development sent out an email about these courses oh, on it's... September 15th. Uh-huh. So go to that email and you can register for these classes
1: if you haven't done so already
0: so and that'll be that's basically going to be your training Um, there are people um, there are people within the organization that's had it early on so there you know there are resources that you can um, speak to as well there's a lot of information online too so
1: Yes, there's definitely an influx about information. This whole thing, it's about making sure we get the people the right information. So that's why this this here is important. That it's you're at least understanding what's coming and what you need to do and how to prepare best for, for the uh, migration. Uh, pre-migration decision steps um, says decide on the email client. A lot of people have actually there's the the web client um, as most people are familiar with either Penn State webmail or Outreach webmail. Not the prettiest thing. Uh, you're in for good news that the, the web client for Zimbra is going to be much, much nicer. Uh, it's going to have a lot more functionality for you to use. And Missy's going to go over the demo at the, at the end, of, end of this year. Um, but a lot of people that uh, they started with using both Outlook and the web client, many people have already migrated, just said, all right, forget the Outlook, I'm just going to use the web client. Um, we'll get into the The pros and cons of each in a second here. Uh, um, One thing you can do as we move to this migration is uh, if you have any large emails, especially things with attachments, um, you can clean those up, uh, delete them. Uh, As much as possible, that'll just definitely help with the migration as we move to uh, the Zimbra um, clients. Uh, Transfer to Penn State IMAP. One of the things that we're working on right now is getting as many people as most of you, if not all of you, are probably on outreach as your email, uh, at outreach.psu. Right now we're working with each group as much as possible to move them to um, Penn State IMAT. Over the next two, we've been working with some people in this building and then over the next two weeks here, we'll be uh, getting out to other groups. Um, What this allows us to do if we get people over to the Penn State IMAT, is it makes the, the day of the transfer not still not seamless but it makes it smoother. It's basically we're, we're past step one of the process of the, let's say, three step process. Um, so basically we're starting to get people's email onto Penn State's email server. The benefit for that is if we do that on the day of the migration, Penn State, if you have an email that's on their mail server, they will migrate that over for you. just outreach email, they won't migrate that, but we will be there to uh, to help you migrate and then um, we'll have some more information come out in the next couple of weeks with, uh, with more information. Um, I can, does anyone have any uh, quick questions here? can we'll talk for a little bit. Sorry. So
2: does that mean where you you know, you know have your initials at outreach.bsu.edu, mm-hmm. the outreach is going to be gone? Yes. Is that what you're stating? Yes. And we won't use the outreach ever?
1: The outreach is going to be gone, yes, but we will have forwarders set up. Um, <laughs> So if anyone sends uh, TML3 mm-hmm. at, no, out <laughs> 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 at <even> outreach.psu.edu <laughs> 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 outreach. it will forward over to your Penn State user ID okay. and then there's a different phase to phase out the uh, Penn State email server. Um, so definitely start people using yeah, your true. at PSU address. Okay. Um, but like I said, if you use mail groups or if you use, uh, if anyone knows you only as at outreach, You don't have to worry. That email is not going to be lost. It'll be forwarded over to your new at PSU address. How do we know if we're set up this way? Is there an easy way to find out? Yes. Yes, there is. And I can show you that at the end. Uh, Basically, I can show you if you're on um, outreach or at PSU. Uh, The easiest way to do is if in your mail client you see what you're sending from at outreach, but we can also look at uh, this one website at the end there. which will tell you basically: Do we need to do step one, or are you already on step? Are you already done with step one?
0: So we're suggesting to people to to try to stop using outreach. So just let everyone know, because eventually, eventually, the forwarder is probably going to have to end because we're going to have to take down that server. So you know, as much as possible, you could let you know give people the word: Hey, stop using my outreach. Just use my Penn State. So. I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime students, soon, but right. it could happen. Okay, yeah, I mean, eventually it will have to happen. I mean, we won't be able to hold up a server for that, you know, for a very long time. Just, just to have forwarders on it. So
2: it's kind of recommended mm-hmm. now. as you like we just started with Windows
0: Seven. We had to rebuild all of
2: our yeah. contacts. We should be taking out the outreach mm-hmm. and right, and as we're building. Sure. Them, not, yeah. We're going to have to retype them again. Right. Exactly. Okay. ask. Thank <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yes. yes. All
0: right. <laughs> um, so, on admissions, our um, our email address on the website is dedicated mm-hmm. Is is that going to be updated um, on the website also? With our
1: for for right now, um, it'll still forward, so it'll be okay. Uh, that'll be, I guess, what you call phase two of this project of phasing out the mouse. Where we'd have to definitely look at all those things, make sure that we. Can go find and replace to change all that. I mean, it definitely, that'll be, but for right now, you do not need to be worried about that. But like Missy said, definitely start getting people in the habit of using at PSU instead of at Outreach.
2: So does this mean that since this is a university-wide thing that all of the university's email addresses are going to be at PSU.edu instead of like, engineering at, oh, it doesn't mean that?
1: <laughs> no, um, so you, so so, decided. Yeah. Move. So we're, we're making a move, but that doesn't necessarily mean, I mean that everyone, everyone is, is making it. right. Oh, okay. But most, nearly all groups, they should be forwarding your at their at PSU to at engineering, or at outreach, or at chemistry, or whatever, so that there shouldn't be an issue with sending to at PSU okay. ever. Uh, well, I have a question
2: on the cleaning up your current email box, Because I have, uh, in Outlook, a huge number of folders and are
1: you saying that that is not going to be able to be maintained now? No, no, no. So, and I'll I'll show a little more. So basically what uh, what the Zimbra and what this allows for is mail that's stored on the server. If anyone uses uh, their cell phone to check their email, they would be ones that would have email on the server. Typically, historically, what we have is um, email is only stored on a person's computer, and it's normally held on the server for 30 days. What Zimbra does is it allows us to store uh, as much email as, well not as much, but it allows us to store email on the server. Um, For nearly everyone, not nearly everyone, but for most people, what you'll probably do is you'll have your email on the server. This is your important stuff that you need to make sure that you can get to, like from your phone. But after you're done with it, you can can still file it away off of the server. So if you have, uh, you know, a hundred folders that are, those would be considered local, those would be typically on your computer those will still be fine, they can be, you can just leave them alone. Um, for some people, especially people that don't need to keep a ton of email, which, I, I mean, I know a lot of people do, but for some people they just like to keep it just real clean, not have anything, they would be candidates for putting everything on the server. Uh, the benefits of having everything on the server is that it's uh, backed up centrally by ITS every night, um, which our email also it's backed up by uh, either Retrospect or Avamar right now moving to Avamar and you're able to restore email that you've deleted from, from the uh, ITS uh, server, basically. Does so that make sense? Because I know it's very confusing even to me when I say it.
0: <laughs> so like everything currently on your computer will stay there. It, we're not touching that. It's not like it's going to go, oh, we're deleting. We don't, we're not deleting anything. So what's going to happen is you're going to have big, essentially two mailboxes. You're going to have your UCS mailbox which is on the server information then you're going to have your personal folders which is your old email that you had with all your folders and everything so if you wanted to view those folders on the web or I mean on the server which means you could log into the web client you would have to move those folders yourself and move them up it's not necessary though and let and there is a limit like there's a limit to the amount of data you can store on the server it's a and if you go over that limit then you have to pay. Your department has to pay. You know, some I think it's a dollar fifteen a month or something like that. It's not that expensive, but you would have to, I'm sure, get approval to have that, you know, from your department to have that extra <coughs> storage or whatever. So, so there's so essentially you are not going to miss anything. So and then so if you want to keep your folders up locally, which is a good idea, I think, um, because. You're not storing a lot of stuff on the server you could just take stuff that your new stuff that's coming in and you could file it down and bring it down so you would still have that.
2: So is IMAP always stored on the server?
1: Yes. Yes. So if you already have PSU and not
2: outreach you'll know
1: that. Or do we have to alert you? Would have, you may have PSU and not outreach but you could still have uh, the two different types of email storage are POP and IMAP. POP means it pops it, brings it down to your local computer, whereas IMAP means it keeps it on the server. Um, so basically, the, the biggest benefit of IMAP is that it doesn't matter where you are. You could be on your work computer, but you could also be on your phone, you could be on your home computer, you could be on your friend's computer, you could do wherever. Anything that is stored on the server, you would be able to see there. Um, whereas if you just have it on your computer, which I mean most people it's perfectly fine with because you only use your computer you can, you would only have the email that's stored locally on your computer, but everyone will have the option to keep whatever they want on the server up to, there's a, by default with Zimbra there's a 3 gigabit limit which is probably, it's it's many many thousands of messages, um, especially plain text messages aren't too large, the large ones are ones with uh, Attachments. So with photos or with um, with PDFs attached, that can definitely eat up your space pretty quickly. Uh, you can also purchase five additional gigabits in increments of five gigabits for a dollar fifteen months. So say you just want to keep everything on the server because you have one hundred thousand messages and you need to get to them all the time from anywhere, you just purchase whatever the the necessary the necessary spaces. But for nearly. But for nearly everybody, you should be within that three gigabit limit, unless you do send very large attachments all the time. Um, but even so, i I've purchased the five additional megabits for $1.15 a month, and I don't really see too many people that <laughs> would need much more than that. So it's definitely very versatile that you can keep just an enormous amount of email on the server, and then you're able to get to it uh, from wherever you want. Does that make sense? Uh, suggested email clients are, uh, like I said, Outlook. Um, nearly everyone on Windows, if not everyone, should be on Outlook by now. Uh, good news is we are able to use Outlook. We, it works the best with the uh, Zimbra client. You won't notice a ton of difference between um, Outlook that you have now using your email. The only difference will be that there's a calendar tab in the bottom left-hand corner. You click that to go to your calendar now instead of clicking, instead of going to Oracle Calendar. So one less thing to worry about, which is nice. Um, and like I said, it interacts and plays together a lot more nicely um, as you get really into with the uh, the ITS training that, they, that they're providing. Um, but then also, the, the web client, if you don't keep that much mail, or even if you do, but you want to have everything on the server, you can migrate that stuff up. Um, it just will take some time to move it, because if there's a lot of mail that you're moving up, um, it just takes some time to uh, for Macs, um, they looked at many, many different solutions. They've decided that for what Zimber does for what it needs, uh, the UCS desktop client is uh, the preferred client of choice with um, just that it is able to work. They looked at Entourage and Outlook and Mac mail. Um, so for anyone on a Mac, that will be a little bit of a change, but right now there aren't a, a ton of people on Macs. Um, and then again, the UCS Web Client, so if you're Mac or a PC, it pretty much looks the same and you can use, you, if you're on a, on a PC, but you can always check your web email from either a Mac or a PC or anywhere. Uh, the pros and cons, uh, the UCS Web Client, um, I think we covered uh, pretty much all of these, uh, but Web Client, everything's up on the server, you don't have to worry about things being stored locally. You can get to it anywhere. The cons are that you need to have web access, obviously, to be able to get to it. Uh, whereas um, Outlook, for the people that have, you know, you have a a bunch of folders of important records that you need to keep. Uh, those are stored locally. You'd be able to get to those whenever you need it to. So that's that's definitely nice. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah, so that's the uh, the Outlook client there. Easier migration. Um, and local folders, so if you do have that information stored locally, you wouldn't be able to see it from the web client. So it's, it's basically how you would operate now, so there wouldn't be much too much of a change for that. Uh, migration date, uh, like i mentioned, but again, it's uh, October 10th at night and to October 11th during the day is when we'll be around to help everyone. We'll also have the instructions and say, for if you, if you want to, um, you can go ahead and do these steps yourself. Uh, on October 11th so you can get up and running if you feel um, comfortable doing that but you do not need to. Uh, um, what we'll be using for this, not that it really matters but we'll be using the uh, Outlook connector. Uh, what that does is it basically says "All right, stop using um, out- outreach email, start using Zimbra so it's connected. Um, We'll have more information about like the technical, what to look for. I believe what you'll have to do is log in with your uh, Penn State access ID and password, which would be your thumbprint ID or what you use to get to ESIC, is what I typically tell people, because I think everyone needs to use ESIC pretty much. Um, but that'll go out and that'll just make the things a little more uh, seamless. One thing to be uh, prepared for um, and we'll have this information out, but just to let you guys know now is that no email will be lost, Nothing will be lost, so don't panic about that, but the association to mail that's stored locally may, you may lose that, and then you'll just have to re-associate your Outlook client with mail that's stored locally. Uh, it's stored in what's called a PST file, which is basically just big old database of all of your messages, and you have to just go to say, all right, reattach this to my email so that I can be able to see it.
0: And we'll be there to help you with that. Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) I'll be an old (laughs) maid. I'll be somewhere. Go ahead.
0: Just one real quick. So
2: it's important then on the night of the 10th that everybody leave their computer on?
1: Um, Most likely we'll get out that more information. Again, it's one of those things where I don't know. I can't exactly tell you, but yes. um, for us to be able to push out the big fix installer. So, but you could leave it on from home and it could do the work from home. Um, But we will most likely recommend people leave their computers on. If possible, probably leave them at work. Um, But again, you can still take them home. Um, But just in order to touch as many people as possible, leaving them on will be best, yes.
0: What about people on Macs?
1: On Macs? Um, I imagine we'll be pushing out uh, something to install the UCS desktop client which is, uh, it's separate. Um, so they will have to, it's just going to be a new email client that's going to be installed. And if they're not there on the 11th? Um, that's another thing that we have to figure out. But right now what we're doing is we have, we have a list of all outreach employees and uh, Dave Aki has been working with the business requirements team for things like remote users if you work at a different location. If you uh, possibly won't be there on that day, just make sure that we have those. Here's a list of 15 people we need to make sure we touch base with or make sure they understand how to do the uh, connector on um, on the 11th there. And yes, that will be all over the place. Uh, we're also going to have ITS. is supposed to be sending six or eight or so people to uh, help us out with this one. We've also been soliciting some people in different groups so if there is anyone that uh, feels are uh, like highly technically skilled uh, would be would want to help out, you can uh, shoot me an email to volunteer for that. And we've been working with uh, Steve and uh, Steve and his group back there to uh, at least try to get people up and running. Because it will be, it's definitely we're going to need to touch many many people that day on their on their computers. Um, but we're trying to uh, identify every single possible scenario of things, make sure we don't miss anything on that. And art uh, on outreach will be the, uh, the main place to go. But do keep your eyes open over the next couple of weeks here for any messages from uh, supported outreach about because that'll just be really important information about what to expect, what you need to do on the day of the migration, those sorts of things. All right. So uh, after this, uh, Jenny Murgo will be sending out the uh, feedback for the session. Please fill that out because, like I said, it's only our. This is our third session here. There's a couple more. So if anything you can provide for um, for things that that we can improve on to for this uh, this session here, uh, that would be that would definitely be really helpful for for us and then for the, the people that haven't taken this information session yet. Uh, definitely attend the uh, UCS review training sessions, which okay, here They are um, so like Missy said that email was sent out on September 15th. Uh, We've had the ones going on today, but there's another one. Uh, those days I'll see, right? I think that's Thursday, September Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Uh Friday, and then next Monday and next <laughs> Friday. Um in the different locations. Uh, but that'll be a really good in-depth session of the different uh, I'll make sure to edit that out. Yeah. Uh but those will be good because it's ITS, uh, it's the people that have been using this system for over a year now. They will have the answers to any questions that you might have for uh, either. It, it goes over the Outlook, the web interface, or the uh, and the, the Zimber client, the desktop client, basically. So that should be definitely uh, definitely highly recommended. Um, another thing that you can do is just spread the word, go around uh, to your colleagues, let them know that this is coming. I heard in the last session that some people aren't taking it seriously, that they don't think it's going to be anything. Uh, we are working to make it as smoothly as possible, but there will be a change, and everyone does need to understand that, um, that we are trying to get everything in order before then, um, but there are steps that you can take to make things easier, there are steps you can take on the day to make things easier, um, <coughs> uh, recommend people attend both this and, this and the, uh, the ITS training, Will mm-hmm. definitely be really good, it'll answer a lot of your questions you have about, I used to do this in my calendar, how do I do it now, that sort of thing and uh, migrate to Penn State email. We'll be sending out instructions, but we'll also be working directly with units to get people um, over to Penn State email uh, just in advance. This is not the UCS migration, but this is, um, this is the migration to Penn State email, which just allows for the migration to UCS, a little, make it a little easier. So if you guys can actually if you go to this link after, it's access email you log in with your access ID you click on I, I understand uh, basically in rules and it allows us to migrate you to uh, Penn State IMAP uh, so we'll be working with each of your groups very shortly and you here. can do
0: that even if you're not migrating tomorrow yes. it, it takes a day but you could do it now and then whenever it's time for you to migrate or whenever you're ready then you know then you'll be ready so Will we also use that for <coughs> emails um, that's going to be phase two of this project. Okay. So, like, all like you're talking about, like when you log into mail groups and you have all, yeah, that's going to be phase two. So There's you don't have to worry about that right. right. And they'll st- it'll they'll still work. I mean, you'll still be able to type them in and, and it'll still work. Penn State does have a solution for us for that. It's um it's called UMG, which is
1: user managed group.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, which it's just like it's almost like you know, the mail group part of ours. So you would just create the mail group with you in UMG and then you would be able to, you know, add people,
1: remove people like you did before. So. And for anyone that has uh, shared email accounts, any IMAP accounts currently, registration, uh, all those that used to be WD, those sorts of things, those will stay how they are so you don't need to worry about those. Um, We'll probably have to re-add those to, and Dave is working right now with getting the list of the different accounts with the passwords, and we'll get instructions out how to re-add those accounts, but those won't be migrating over to PSU, so those will be okay. Yes.
2: I was just wondering, in the UCS web client, mm-hmm. can you send mass emails, meaning is there a limit to how many addresses you can send out from one
1: message, like in Outlook it's like 100 mm-hmm. a day. I, oh, and you send them to, you're talking about individual email addresses yes. instead of to a mail group? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the answer to that. I can find out. Do you know, Missy? Uh, the, only thing, I-S? the
0: only thing is, that, uh, I, what I would say is if it's, if you're still going to be using Outlook, so I would say the same restriction would apply. You're still going to be using Outlook? You will.
1: If you're using Outlook currently, you're still going to be using Outlook. It's just going to be. Oh, I thought you said we had a choice. You could use both or you could use one or the other, Right, there is,
0: but most people are going to, we are recommending if you're already using Outlook to continue Mm -hmm. using Outlook only because all of your stuff will be there Mm -hmm. already and that won't, because it won't be there on the web. You would have to build it. Right, you would have mm -hmm. to create it or move it up or somehow do that. Okay. So, but but I'm sure if you needed to do something like that where it would be larger, you could I mean, I'm not sure if it could work or not, but you could go to the web client and,
1: you know, copy all those people in right. and send it. That may be I just wanted to know an know option. There's a limit. Yeah. So if you, if you stick behind, I'm already after. I'll find out and say okay. that. But I test. We'll definitely know that. Yeah, like Right. Uh, and then here's some contact information. If you guys have any questions, feedback, whatever, after this, uh, please let us know. We do want to. Um, as we find these questions, things that we might not necessarily know, it's definitely it's great for us to have that we can prepare other people for, improve this session moving forward so if there's anything that you uh, either forgot to ask or think of later or just want to, uh, if you want to talk with any of us more, uh, feel free to uh, get in contact there. Yes.
2: Okay, so this, if I'm understanding this correctly, this is going to eliminate the need for what I'm currently at home I use Thunderbird, Okay, here I use Outlook, but I have all of my email forwarded to both locations.
0: You have it probably saved on the server, somehow, yeah, probably. so many days. Okay, right. But
2: the disadvantage, because I like to check my email at home and over the weekends, Okay, the only disadvantage is that is when I go through my home computer and eliminate all the junk it's still there when I come to work mm. in the morning. Okay. And is there going to be one central location that I could just manage, the web-based, I'm assuming, that I could just manage all of my email Yes. from wherever I'm at, whenever? Yes. It prevents me from lugging my other computer home from work and all those mm-hmm. things. So this is what's going to happen. Yes,
1: okay. Yep. basically you would have any email that you want to check at home, you would keep in your, uh, the online folder, basically, the, the stuff that's stored in the server. Anything that's in that, in that email address, you'd be able to check from home, and if you delete it from home, it's gonna be gone at work and vice versa.
2: So I will be able to remove
1: Thunderbird from my computer at oh. home? Sure. Okay. And you could use the web client. I yeah. mean,
0: unless you have things filed in Thunderbird, then you wouldn't yeah. want
1: to remove Thunderbird, right. okay.
0: Okay, right. All okay. right.
1: Cool. That is, yeah. Missy, would you mind doing the, uh, sure. the quick, while she's getting, does anyone have any other questions right now? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, see. Just a, a review of the process for unsupported are we making those arrangements separately? As far as when uh, ITS will be migrating the list of employees on the 10th. and then the, for people who are non-supported, how do we get the actual? How do we get the? the uh, oh, to get the uh, the connector? Yeah, the stuff that you would push out to the supported folks. How do we get that? Um, you guys should have a big fix on those machines, so I think this would be a case where we might. If it's okay, we could push out the connector. I um, will write it down, and I don't know the exact strategy right now, uh, but I will check with uh, Dave Aki after. Um, but we can either send a link out for you guys to do it yourselves, or we can probably push it out be a big fix. We don't all have big fix, Okay, so. well we can probably we can send a link out for a non-support users, but I will. It's a little choppy. So this
0: is the web client. Um, if you have a, if you have a Mac. The web client looks very similar to the desktop client for Mac, Um, actually I think it looks exactly the same. So, and of course Outlook of course looks the same, there's not, that's not going to change. So this is just the web client, you see you have, um, this is your inbox and you have a sent and drafts and a, and then I created this folder down here and I actually shared this folder with some people in our office. Um, so, like I shared it, with, so Dave Aki now can get into this folder and look at things. So, for instance, if you had um, someone in your office that you wanted to share emails with, you could actually share out a folder and put all the emails in one folder, and they would, and you would be able, everybody would be able to see them, which I think is a plus with this system. Um, and this is the address book, um, which. Your contacts. And how are we doing? Are we bringing over contacts from Outlook, or? I believe so. Okay, so so essentially, your contacts, like everyone they have in your address book in Outlook, um, you could event you could essentially bring up into the web client, and so you would have it there, and you would have it on your in your Outlook as well. That's a step that someone will have you'll have to take to do that, but. And That's only if you're going to be using Outlook. If you're going to be using the web client only, then you would have to import your um, your contacts from wherever you're using them from. Um, which these are actually some of Craig's contacts I've been working <laughs> with, and they've come over really beautifully. So, um, okay, and this is the calendar. Now, there's also we can you can share your calendar out. You can create. Multiple calendars and share those multiple calendars out. Um, so, say for instance, um, I I I want to keep my own stuff. Nobody can see it. You can create that, and then I can create a public one, and everybody can see it. You know, so it's kind of nice. You can you have the option to do multiple things with different calendars. Um, say for instance, you have a t-ball team that you're, <laughs> you know, you could create a t-ball calendar if you wanted, and um, and then nobody would be able to see that. So. Um, and it wouldn't interfere with your work stuff. So this is one view. This is the week view. Um, there's also the day view, which, out, which Oracle had this as well. Um, this is the month view, um, and then this is the scheduling view. This is if I had, um, I'm going to bring up Dave Langton's calendar. So see, I can I can look at my calendar and Dave's calendar, and over here to the left, I can see that this, these times are not available for either one of us. Um, the only time that's free is this time in here, because it shows white. You know, it shows white. So this is going to be an advantage to where now when we mm-hmm. at when we
2: handle multiple calendars we'll be able to just click on the individuals yeah I can have
0: I, I can have Tracy's up here too um, okay. you know you can have multiple people and, and then this will tell you oh the only time they have is from five to six <laughs> That's a great time to be. <laughs> so um, so anyway so then so then um, say I wanted to create you just click new and I'm doing this on this date They're not here. Um, Location now when we move to UCS currently we don't have the locations here but soon we'll be able to you'll be when we do move every all the locations will move so all the conference room calendars will move so you'll be able to search for the conference room as well in the location if you go here I'm just there are some in here they're not outreaches of course um, but you could like say See here, it shows the status. Oh, this that room is free, so I could actually use that room. <laughs> so we're going to all have access to
2: schedule the conference rooms now versus? Well, no.
0: It's whatever it was before. You could oh. tell if it's free. OK. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're not changing that. That's okay. something that would have to be changed somewhere else. <laughs> so um, <She's> not gone. <laughs> and if you can see here, you show. It, it, you see here, it's like it's busy here under the dark, or this like I don't know, cayenne blue as they call. Um, free during these periods of times, you know. So that that's how you can tell if it's free, busy, tentative, you know, that kind of thing. And say, oh well, this time's not going to work. So you could just change the time. 6:30 a.m. looks good. <laughs> so. Second best time for a meeting. Yes, exactly. So, so then you would just um, you can you can do one of two things. You can do a save, which saves it currently to your computer, but it doesn't send it out. So you could be you could come back to it if you need to. Say, oh, I need to check on some things. I want to add more detail, whatever. So you can have the holder there, but they wouldn't get that. Um, the person. The person you are inviting, like Dave Langton and Tracy, would not get the notification if I just hit save. If I click send, then it sends them a notification that I've added this to their calendar. So they would get, they're going to get an email saying, hey, Missy created a test, and you know, so, and you'll see, yeah, you'll see, and there's a refresh here. That's what I just did, I had to refresh it. So now it's showing up on all, all three of our calendars. And this little red on the left says that they haven't confirmed or, and if you cursor, if you open it, I think you have to open it as me. You have to open it as me. You can see here that these are not filled in. The status needs action. And if they did confirm, it would have a green check mark saying they're they're coming. And Oracle has that too. People have, you know, there's the question mark or the green check. So, so, um, um, Joe also mentioned about file sharing. There's um, file sharing only works with the web client. It does not work with um, with Outlook. Um, it does work with the Mac, I believe, the, the desktop client. I think so. Yeah. So what it is is it's called a briefcase. So what you could do is um, you can add add files to this and then you could share them with people. You know, you would just upload the file to the server. Now, be aware that that three gig limit that we have is this takes up part of that space. So if you have a gigabyte file that you're putting up there, that's gonna take a gigabyte, you know, of your space, so just be be cautious about using the briefcase. You know, be aware of how much space. And if you want to know how much space is you're using on the server, your name is right here, and you just cursor over it, and it tells me that I'm three percent of my quota. I'm using 84.5 megabytes of my three
1: gigabytes. Slow down there. <laughs> Which is hardly anything. The, the good thing with the briefcase is that. <coughs> Only the person who actually shares the file is charged for that space, right. so it, the, uh, the Good Samaritan there gets hurt, but everyone else can just kind of draw off that a little bit.
0: But I couldn't send a gigabyte by email, right? so this might be the only way, if you're doing a big PowerPoint or something with lots of pictures and whatnot, right. mm-hmm. this might yeah. be the only way to get it out. Yeah, and you could just, I mean, you could leave it there for a while and then get rid of it once you're done with it, you know. I mean, that's always, that's always an option. So, you, you know, to upload a file, you just do, you know, like you would any, I don't know what any of this oh, stuff is, so I'm just not going to <laughs> add anything, but, you know, you just do it like you would any kind of uploading of any kind of file to a website.
1: The other thing that's a nice benefit of this is that it, it, you can work a lot more collaboratively with someone than if you're sharing a PowerPoint with a bunch of people and you're editing it. It's, it's, it's really hard to keep the versions the same there. You can have there's the PowerPoint, go in and edit it, you don't have to worry about Going back and forth, and hey, I updated the one from Monday, but we there was a new one on Tuesday, that sort of thing.
0: Does when you're sharing, you share you're on five projects, and you can share five projects with five different people, or does anybody, so anybody goes in your briefcase, they can only get what you've shared with them, right? right. So right, it would be that file. You would give that permission to that file. Now, for instance, if you're sharing a mailbox. You would have to create two separate mailboxes or five separate mailboxes and share them differently. You know, you wouldn't want to, sh- because once you share the mailbox, it shares with just those people. Mm-hmm. And then if you added more people, then everybody would have access to it. But the briefcase. Right, the briefcase is a different. file, so yeah.
1: Sharing the mailbox is a nice alternative to some people that manage other people's mail. Historically, they've also had their email. On the computer now, they could just share specific folders with them uh, as they need it instead of instead of the more all or nothing thing that we had before.
0: And today we're only going to be demoing the web client, but mm-hmm. um, if you go into the preferences tab here, you can actually do your vacation message here. So you could do your vacation message from any computer anywhere. So it doesn't have to be at work. It doesn't have to, you know. You just—it's—it's it's here. You can also say you have a a separate email account that you want to forward a copy to all the time. You can set that up. You can add that. Um, just trying to think of the other things. Oh, like OCE talk. When I got emails from OCE Talk, they were going into my spam, so I added them to um, one of the things that allow messages to come in from this, from this receiver. So it's kind of like a, um, like a whitelist, blacklist kind of thing. So, so say you know that you know, there's an email address that comes in that you get every week, and you hate this, you know, you can't get rid of it, it keeps coming in, you can actually block it, and you will never see it again, which will be nice.
2: Um block sender icon on
0: like you can you can say it's spam. spam. Yep, yeah, right here. You can say you know, okay. The message is spam. Um, and then if, if for instance there's something in here that's not spam, you can say it's not spam. It not spam. Out. You can
1: here. So as you can see, the gap between Outlook client and the web client is obviously a lot smaller now than what it was before. With the two things you were able to do with WebMail previously. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I, but, I know this was kind of quick, and you know it's not. But if you go to the trainings, there there will be more in depth. You know. I recruited
1: Missy Link. Ten minutes before the training today. <laughs> <laughs> so if this is IMAP, I'll Sometimes be able to see the same thing here. Yes. In Outlook. Yes. And mm-hmm. the folders will be there. And I'll yes. see, turn as as long as you as create as well as them outside. in Outlook. in the, in, yep.
0: in the in the part of Outlook that is yeah. the online part. Yes. That is the online. You're going to have two areas. Mm-hmm. You're going to have currently your stuff you have currently
1: on my machine.
0: Right? Okay. And cool. then you're going to have the UCS part. And in order for you to see these, you would have I to have pull
1: to them up. up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we'll be, once we come around to either help you with the migration to Penn State email or send out the instructions, it'll make a lot more sense there what the difference is between the local and the stuff that's on the server. We'll also, I'm trying to put together some videos to, to send out because I know it's sometimes it's easier to be able to watch someone instead of having to read a wall of text about.
0: One thing about the web client that I think is pretty awesome is if I happen to empty my trash, which I can do. Oh, shoot, there was something in there that I wanted. <laughs> you can recover deleted items. Oh, this PayPal thing. Yes. I want it. Let's recover it. We're gonna recover it to my inbox. For how long? For a month. Cool. So you have a
2: month. Where's it Where's it stored on? on server. their server yet? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So. You we're saving a schedule. Is there a folder where they get saved to before people come in? When you it. No, it would. It would. No, it would just
0: be on the calendar. It would just be out. There. Yeah, and then you would just open You'd it just up. Just move it to the next one. It would just web open web it web up, page. and then you would hit send instead of save it by save. the next just time. Out
1: there. Yeah. Okay. So the chances are that most of us will have a little bit on the server, but most of it on our desktop. Probably probably uh, but again it, it's however <coughs> you want to operate if you want to have absolutely everything on the server that's fine I know I'm most likely gonna and how I use it now I have a little bit in my inbox on the server and when I'm done with stuff I just bring it off to my desktop stuff that I don't need every day that I go back to reference once in a while and it's great for that but overall I don't need it that's that's probably how I'd recommend doing it, um, just, it it's nice to have that stuff just as a kind of a safety net but it's it's not necessary to have it on my phone and at home.
0: Whatever. But it's not an either-or. It's, it's that we can can be separate. Yes, in absolutely. Between. Okay. Uh,
1: two. I, I think the first one you might have mentioned the three gigabyte total. That, that includes your email files, shared, and everything. And every calendar. calendar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything.
0: Calendar's really not much. Okay. Not data. Not a yeah. lot
1: of data. The second thing was when I moved to when I moved from Outreach IMAP to PSU IMAP. The Penn State IMAP doesn't allow you to have subfolders? This does. This does, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. and so and kind of annoying. <laughs> and it, it's, Penn State IMAP is definitely set up a little funky. It does allow you to have, it, you have to add a, a backslash or a forward slash at the end of your folder's name to do it. But since we'll be moving to Zimbra in two weeks, it's probably not, it's more of a headache than it's worth.
0: So what he's saying is, you know how, you have like a your inbox and then you wanted to have another folder under it and then you want another folder under it in Penn State webmail doesn't allow you to do that unless you do the slash like what Joe said so so but you can do it in, in UCS you can add as many folders if you want to have five folders deep you can do that <laughs> so. I like it I think it's you know I think it's going to be good I, I like having everything all in one. I'm not on my phone looking at my calendar and over here looking at email and doing all this stuff, you know, and you know, so yeah, I really like it. So
1: it'll integrate much more nicely. How long have you been practicing?
0: Uh, I was actually part of the pilot, which was over a year ago oh, for a couple okay. months, and then um, I've been I've been doing it since August. So
1: so once definitely once we get through the initial October 11. Uh, that the, like I said, it'll be a little shaky, and then it'll be, it'll be a little bit of learning. But really, after after a little bit of time, I think people really will just appreciate being able to use everything at once, like it logically should be. Um, it'll be new. It'll be different. I know nobody really loves change, but fortunately, if you use Outlook, your email will remain more or less the same. Your calendar will be in there. It'll be a little different, but it's a calendar. It's not. And like, if you go to those trainings, it will definitely get you prepared. Um, then throughout the way, we'll be available to help you guys if you have any questions. Um, but it should be, overall, it'll be a good thing, I believe.
0: I think the search works pretty well, too, in, in the web client as well. So, yeah. How does this mean with Telizmo? one?
2: I be able to see IMAP joined accounts in here as well as Telizmo? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Think so either. Sure. I, think that's I will. Using uh,
0: the Outlook count, no. will that
2: information pull over?
0: Yes. yes. Like he said, it's only going to be a month or a week back and a month forward initially. And then they will eventually, that week, just because we have 300 people moving all at once. They can't move all the data at once. It's a lot. I know. <laughs> so um, so eventually you'll get it all. And you'll still have viewing rights to your Oracle calendar. So if you needed to look at something, you won't be able to change anything, but you'll at least see it. So you'll know.
1: And your calendar information will be available on Outlook, or the web, or your phone, or wherever. You Check it from your phone computer. It's all stored on the server, so that stuff is it's just up there, and it's, it's good.
0: If you do have a phone, um, there's no additional software you need to purchase. I know with Oracle we had to purchase the To Do Plus Cal for the iPhone, and we had to pr- um, do SyncML for Android phones and things like that. There's no. It, it works well with all of these devices. So, and there's great instructions out on um, Penn State's website. Um, Yes. There's Android settings. Tells you exactly how to input it into your phone. Um, so there, I mean, these are available to everyone if they want to look at them. You just go to Penn State's website, type UCS, and you know you can start looking through. Oh, email clients. Talks about the different email clients, how to we'll set them up, mobile devices, um, Android, da da da. So so anyone can just, you know, if you're interested in taking a look.
1: And we'll we'll send out information beforehand and then on the day, up, we'll be there to right. to help you guys with the, the settings, but it's it's been pretty smooth. Um, can you go my go to the directory real quick to show that? Uh, this is how to tell if you are already on Penn State's uh, email or if you use Outreach as your primary email. Uh, basically, all you have to do is you go to Penn State's directory, which is psu.edu/directory. Put in your user ID. You're going to look for this, uh, this, the mailbox line here, right down This right here. Yep. So that's a, like Missy's already on UCS. Most of you will probably be like JPD513 at outreach.psu. If your mailbox says at email or at mail.psu.edu, it means that you're already on Penn State email, which means you're already one step closer to the to the migration. So
2: what should it say again?
1: It should say most will say at outreach.psu.edu. Right. What we want to move to is at email.psu.edu. For
0: the next two weeks.
1: And then after, it will be
0: at ucs.psu.edu. And that, that transition actually occurs automatically. So you won't have to worry about changing Oh, that. uh, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to just do like this mass um, change email forwarding for everyone in outreach. And you know there could be a, we could miss some people. So if you check it and it's not it doesn't say UCS, then you might want to call us and say, hey, I need some help.
1: Will changing that in the meantime change the way we receive the email? Now? Mm-hmm. Uh, a little yeah. bit. Your um, Outlook client. So I, I asked because agency. my my accounts are joined. I receive everything through uh-huh. the outreach one. If I change that, will I have to check my email
0: in a different <coughs> way? You what we'll do is, if you change that, so then you would. we have instructions or we can help you. If you change it, if you go ahead and change your forwarding, you need to call support immediately, and what we'll do is we'll rename your outreach account and create a forward to your Penn State account so that there won't be any lapse in email. that makes sense?
1: We're basically <laughs> so reversing. So we're reversing what we're
0: doing. So right now you're taking your Penn State mail and moving it to outreach. Right. So now we want to do, take your outreach and Penn State mail and move it to Penn State. So, I mean, we can, we can give you some instructions. You can call us. We can schedule a time with you okay. to set it up. So whatever you guys want to do, however you want to do it. But you prefer that we do it. We want to do the okay. Penn State email prior to October 11th, if, if possible. So if you have some time, you know. We're already done. Um, well, you still need to cre- you'll still need to request IMAP. You don't
2: have Hopefully that currently Which well, is I'm that I have like yeah. right. access slash okay. So if, you're, so if do that, you're done. Do we yeah.
1: notify
0: you
1: then? No, nope, you don't Let's need to, do to notify I know there's a there's all definitely a lot to take in now, but just keep your eyes open in the next couple of weeks. Attend one of those training, put on by ITS. We'll be around to help you guys in the next couple of weeks doing that transition to Penn State IMAT. Um, and then, like I said, even worst-case scenario, just really confused, a bunch of stuff going on on the morning of October 11th. We will be available in the different suites to help you guys out with the transition, make sure you're up and running, and everything's going okay. So does anyone have any any last questions here? All right. Well, if uh, if you do think of anything, feel free to contact uh, support center, myself, or Dave. Or if you want to Don't stick know. behind and chat for a second, that'd be fine. And then I couldn't figure out what they didn't want figure out.